the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzdale all directors of the San Antonio Bible Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, we're going to look into a topic not many people pay attention to, and that is there are places where Darwinists and biblical creationists agree. Is that uh, possible? It is very possible. <laughs> For instance, we agree that natural selection is an operative force in nature. Now, we have great disagreement with the fact of how much it can do. They think that it is such an operative force that it has designed all life on this planet. We think that it is only useful in terms of helping with variation and helping with things to either fit or not fit within a niche of a certain environment. We agree that a variation occurs from one generation to another due mostly to variances in genetic coding which are pre-programmed into the organism's genome, which we call alleles. We agree that mutations occur and cause more variation. We agree there was a beginning to all existence and that there will be an end. Natural selection also probably turns genes on and off through epigenetics as well. In fact, discipline within the genetic science that is growing by leaps and bounds. So epigenetics also turn things on and off from the standpoint of can a given organism survive in a given environment when that environment changes or if that organism is moved to a different environment. So that is another way that there is some natural selection, if you will. Could that possibly be like, for example, dogs with the dog hairs? If you wind up with a particular dog with very dark hair and you bring them down south with a lot of sun or in a particular area with a lot of sun, where their coat actually changes color? I'm not sure about that, whether that's epigenetics or some other kind of... uh, genetic change or variation. Because that's what came to mind when you started Mm -hmm. talking about that for protection. The whole field of epigenetics, what it's talking about at this point, is that there are ways that the genes are transformed or changed or read in a different way based upon environmental cues. Mm -hmm. And this, incidentally, this is the whole research that Dr. Randy Galuz is involved in with the Institute of Creation Research. This is causing a huge furor within the secular community because their whole thesis for a hundred years or more has been that evolution is always completely undirected, which has to be if it's only nature and it's all accident. Mm-hmm. But what they're finding is, is that the genomes of cells will reconfigure themselves based upon 
the environment they're in. They'll take environmental cues and they will change their structure to be read in a different way. <laughs> How on earth is that occurring? That is reading in an intelligence that they just won't acknowledge. I really get disturbed when I hear an evolutionist dismiss creation science as unscientific and ignorantly tell people those people referring to us don't believe in mutation, survival of the fittest, variation, or any of another a number of scientific things. And the truth is we do. But we don't give it the inventive credit that they give it that it could design all the intelligence that we see in nature. Something that biblical creationists and old earth creationists and Darwinists all agree on is that there was at least one ice age. We all believe there was an ice age. Uh -huh. The problem is, <laughs> biblical creationists believe there was just one. The old earth creationists and Darwinists believe there were several. A, a, number. Ton, a number of them, a ton of them. Which, yeah. which is, shows how they have totally contradictory ideas because these people that are saying that the earth came in and out of several ice ages before man was on the scene are also blaming man for any current climate change yeah. that we may be having, yeah. which is pretty inconsistent. No, there's been a lot of climate change. If mm -hmm. they want to say multiple ice ages, that would meant multiple warm periods. And we've mm -hmm. had multiple warm periods just cited in the last 2,000 years mm -hmm. with the Roman warm period and the medieval warm period. But somehow it's different today. We also agree that the land masses of Earth were once collected into one super land mass, which was called Pangaea. We differ on some mechanisms and the time it took for current land masses to be formed, but we all do agree there is continental drift. So the, the idea that we have no agreement whatsoever, that we're complete idiots, and that we don't agree with any part of modern science is a simple lie. Correct. It's a simple lie. As far as the ice ages themselves, the one one that we do agree on happened just recently, which evolutionists may not agree with the time frame. But what the evolutionists cannot do is give us satisfactory explanations on how an ice age could start in the first place. Oh, that's a true statement. And so the Earth, the worldwide flood gives the the ideal mechanism for starting an ice age. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadola. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot -B -B -S org. Before the break, you made the point that we have agreement that there was a recent ice age. Now, incidentally, the secularists, the evolutionists, would place that at about 10,000 years ago whereas the creationists would place it at about 4,000 years ago, somewhere in that range, 3,600 to 4,000 years ago. But they both believe there was an ice age. What is really interesting is that both of us see stellar development as very stabilizing with respect to our sun. Our sun gives us everything that we need for life. How many other stars have we found out there that are exactly like our sun and would perfectly provide us with what it does? So as far as I know, zero. It's a round number. Yeah, it's zero. That's exactly true. Seventy-five percent of the, all the stars in the universe are unstable red dwarfs. Right now there's a big 
thing going on. Wow, they found a planet that's just the right distance from Proxima Centauri, our closest star to us. And it's about Earth size. And so, ooh, there could be life there. One problem, it's tidal locked. What does that mean? It means the same face faces the sun at all times. So it's getting fried all the time. It's like Mercury. Or yeah. one side of it is getting fried all the time, yeah. and the other side's and the other, and the other one's all, froze. All the time, yeah. And their big thing with what's the new telescope that's out there now? It's called Webb. And with the Webb telescope, they're actually going to try and detect whether there are artificial lights on the night side because there couldn't be anything on the day side. They're getting fried. But maybe life developed in the fringes, and now there's light on the dot. NASA has been completely taken over by these people trying to find E.T. And so they're trying to find this kind of stuff. Well, it actually makes sense for their mission to find if there are intelligent life forms out in outer space. That should be part of NASA's mission if it's truly keeping with its original formation, which it was a secular one. It's, it's always been secular, so it's going to have a secular slant there. Got to find Mr. Spock. Well, it's my understanding that we're basically in a space race with the Soviets because the Soviets launched Sputnik, and that's kind of what kick-started NASA. There, there's great truth to that. Terry, you were referring to all the stuff that's going into climate change. I find it much easier to believe what the Bible says. In Genesis 8.22, it said, God promised as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. So God is maintaining and protecting the planet. We should be grateful to him for that. That's the only way it could happen. Again, the old earthers and Darwinists, are saying we got we for the last three billion years we've gotten just the right amount of solar radiation so that we could have water in all three phases solid liquid and gas without having had one solar flare that whole time that would have fried the planet now what are the odds of that that comes from a very special star just made for us but it does give another agreement in that both creationists and evolutionists believe that there is going to be an end to the earth. And certainly the Bible tells us that and tells us exactly how it's going to happen. The evolutionists have multiple different scenarios on how it might happen. You know, it might be hit by an asteroid or fried by a solar flare or the sun will go supernova. Or Right now the big one. Climate change. We're, yeah, we're, we're all dead. Yeah. What they tell? What was that? Two years ago that they told us in 12 years we're dead? Oh, yeah, the <laughs> rising oceans or whatever. We're, we're through. Well, eventually, the second law of thermodynamics says what? Everything's going to wind down. We're going to have heat death. There is agreement here, folks, but we just can't agree on how it's all going to occur. And what's interesting, the 102nd Psalm tells us that not only the Earth but the universe is winding down, it's wearing out like an old garment. And eventually that is what would happen if God didn't step in before that. I'm going to agree with somebody y'all don't think you can't agree with. Richard Dawkins, I actually agree with this renowned atheist when he says theistic evolution or even old earth creationism don't make sense. A plain reading of the Bible tells us that God... He said don't make sense? It doesn't make sense. Oh, it doesn't. He said doesn't. Okay. Do not make sense. (laughs) A plain reading of the Bible tells us that God created man and various kinds of plants and animals a few thousand years ago. So to believe otherwise, whether a person is acknowledging it or not, they are compromising the Bible. They're saying 
that those first 11 chapters of Genesis cannot be trusted as true history and they're allegorical in some way. Mm-hmm. And But what's the result of saying that? I've said this in multiple programs. It destroys the rest of the Bible. Yeah. If Noah didn't build a big boat, if Adam was not the first man, if there wasn't death for Adam, if all of this stuff was not true, when do you start trusting the Bible? Yeah, can we believe that uh, either a great fish or a well swallowed a man? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that man lived, lived for the three big days fish story. You know what's really sad is when you get into some modern seminaries, they're actually questioning some of the miracles of Christ. Yeah. There is no end to this. Right. When you go there. Well, well, yeah. If you can't believe the Old Testament, you can't believe Jesus. Because he quotes the Old Testament. Frequently. Yeah, extensively. Have yes. you not read? He doesn't call it the Old Testament, though. It's the scriptures. The scriptures. The bottom line to all this, folks, is there are quite a few places where the creationists and the evolutionists agree. But then we are all too often characterized as not believing in true science when we are really the people who are trying to look at what can truly be observed, what can truly be experimented upon whereas they run off into places of philosophy. And those philosophy are based upon their worldview. And their imposition of an idea that God doesn't exist without scientific proof. Without scientific proof. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.